Softness. Softness. That's Softness. a noun. All right. My turn. Let's do uh, it. Welcome to We Should Know Better, uh, where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. Uh, I'm Sky. I'm Tim. And I'm Kyle. Uh, what we do is this is a podcast where two of us compete to get from one specific Wikipedia article, like, say, uh, toothpaste, and attempt to get to another specific Wikipedia article, uh, like the Serengeti, by only clicking uh, through the links in a page's content. And we can't use the sidebar or the see more section. So t- tonight, uh, we are going to start at Mad Libs. Yay! Yay! So go to Mad Libs, guys. Actually, there's something I got to talk to you guys about before we start. Oh, jeez. So go I on. bought this sweater. Ah, it's, ah, it's the donation page. Hello, donation page. Oh, yeah. By the way, guys, all you listeners, Wikipedia needs your money. So <laughs> if you want this podcast to keep happening, uh, we need Wikipedia. So go donate <laughs> dollars to Wikipedia. Please do that. It's a free yes. plug for, I guess, a nonprofit. That's okay. Yeah, um, I can't live with that. Yeah. Nature Box needs to call me, though, because I'm eating delicious Nature Box snacks right now, but I'm not going to tell anyone not until yet. I get money. So. Also, uh, is our, our page isn't made on Squarespace, is it? Not yet? No. No. Oh, okay. Give it time. Triangle location. <laughs> Strip off. Um, yes. No, before I start, so we went shopping on Thanksgiving, which is terrible, but the reason <laughs> we did it is on the way home. You're insane. Candace realized that JCPenney was giving away their free snow globes at 6 on Thanksgiving instead of, like, midnight like they usually do on Black oh, Friday. Okay. So she collects them, so we have to go get one. And we went, and they got they gave me, like, a $10 off $10. So, so you we're got... like, yes, we need to get something. Yeah. I, brought th- I bought this sweater. Oh. It was 20 bucks, so I got a sweater for $10. It's a nice sweater. And I, I need more sweaters for work. Yeah. Now here's the problem. So it's it's Izod, right? I-Z-O-D, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that brand? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's got a pattern on the front, and it's kind of like houndstooth. If that uh-huh. makes sense. Is yeah. that what that is? Houndstooth. Yeah. Well, I can't see it. So and yes. on the back, it's just solid. Okay. I know this is great radio. But yes. On the, back, on the back, it's solid. But then on the side seam, like under my armpit, you know that seam that goes up your armpit. Yes. The armpit seam. Armpit seam. Near the bottom. There's a tag, and it's a red Izod tag, and it's okay. about the width of a quarter, and I don't know why it's there. And I, it's, it's like sewed in. It's not one of those things that you can like rip off. Is it on the outside? It's on the outside. Oh. And I don't know if this is telling me, hey, you idiot, you're supposed to be wearing like a blazer with this sweater. I don't <laughs> mm. know. Like it's just it's claiming ownership of your armpit. That's pretty. I much really funny. think. Yeah, yeah, it's more of a uh, claim this uh, with this flag. I claim this armpit in the be. name of Izod. I mean, it's not by the armpit. I was just using that for reference. Right. But I don't, I don't get it, and I feel dumb wearing it. I wore it to work today, and I was self-conscious all day. Of of the tag. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, don't shop on Thanksgiving because it doesn't work out ever. That's- <laughs> you think you get There's a long way to go for, for it. work. There's a long and way it, to go for don't shop at Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, well, it sounds like a nice sweater, though. I mean, it's pretty nice. It's just that I don't, I don't know what I do with this tag. It's really weird. Maybe I need to buy a blazer, like an eighty-dollar blazer, so I yeah. can save ten dollars. I don't know. Well, anyway, <laughs> you guys are at, <laughs> you guys are at Mad Libs. Yay! 
Uh, do you guys have any weird clothing that you need to talk about? Um, hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I buy a lot of stuff at, at thrift shops, so I have yeah. a lot of weird clothing, but not, not, <laughs> not in terms of like actual, like the clothing is not weird. I, I tend to buy pretty okay stuff, I think. Good job. I'm Thank on, you. I'm on good terms with all my clothing. Mm. Fantastic. I, I have recently purchased several like cardigan like clothes and that's 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 a weird phase in my life that I didn't know I was going into. Your your Mr. Rogers phase? Sort of, yes. Yeah, I mean I thought like buying sweaters was kind of a, a new step for me. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like houndstooth sweaters. I was going to ask if this is your first houndstooth thing. If you don't, it's, I mean, if you've never had. <laughs> I've had a couple. I might not be, let me look, what's houndstooth? I better make sure I'm talking about the right thing. It's a, a jaggedy looking kind yeah. of thing there. It looks like uh, hound's teeth. It's jaggedy? Uh, no, it's actually like bigger, like they're they're diamonds, like they're big diamonds. And they're oh, that's argyle. Oh, argyle, yeah. Argyle, sure. High five, Tim. Yay, I'm still young and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we both clapped our hands at the same time. I'm, I'm super excited that, that we is, did that, actually. That beautiful radio. That totally did sound like a high five. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I just thought you guys high five. I'm really, I'm really, really the magic excited. Radio. The magic radio. Okay. I'm really, really happy that we did that, too. <laughs> yes. So, guys, to decide who goes first, each oh, of no. you... Can you guess oh, no. what you're going to have to do? We're going to make a Mad Lib. You're going to write a Mad Lib using words no. from a Wikipedia page. And then oh. I'm going to choose my favorite. Oh, that's different. Uh, yes. <laughs> for those of you at home who don't know what a Mad Lib is, uh, Wikipedia says that Mad Libs consist of a book that has a short story for, on each page with many keywords replaced with blanks. Beneath each blank is specified a lexical or other category such as noun, verb, place, or part of the body. One player asks the other players in turn to contribute some word of the specified type for each blank, but without revealing the context of that word. And then finally, the completed story is read aloud and it's really funny uh, and surreal and somewhat nonsensical. Um, so what we're going to do is I have three Wikipedia pages that I have picked out. Um, and let me flip a coin here. All right. So, Tim, you get to pick a number between one and three. <laughs> uh, let's go with one. One. You are going to banana. <laughs> I have already gone to banana. <laughs> <laughs> we're already, we are already at the stage of banana. All right. Kyle, two or three. Uh, since you said to pick the uh, the number between two and th- or one and three, I'll go with two. Oh yeah, that's true. I did say. That. Yeah. Uh, vacuum cleaner. So vacuum you're a, cleaner. You're a vacuum cleaner. And then I'm gonna send you. So now what I have is I have different Madlib pages that I found on the internet. So oh, no. instead of like the book way, uh, this has a list of the lexical types, and you just need to fill those in, and then you hit the go mad button, and oh, wow. then your story will fill in. And you can read it to me, and the one that makes me giggle the most uh, <laughs> wins. All right, uh, Tim, here is your Mad Lib page. I'm sending it over to you. Okay. And Through Kyle, the power of the internet. Yes. Kyle, this is yours. Wow, the Walmart difference, Mad Lib. I, well, I already found the word cranked, so uh, that's <laughs> absolutely good. All right, so go ahead and fill it in. I found the word radiation in the word in the in the banana page. There you go. That's I like it. What, who's radiating bananas? Bananas are naturally slightly radioactive. Oh yes, what? I remember. More this. so than most other fruits because of their potassium content and the what? of the isotope potassium forty found a naturally occurring potassium. Yep. That's amazing. 
anyone was ever like, hey, do bananas, are they giving us cancer? <laughs> no. People are just sitting there holding bananas to their head all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's oh, see. Fuzzy. Oh, fuzzy bananas, yeah. The word fuzzy is always goes into a Mad Lib. All right. I'm actually. I'm, I do not have an uh, an adjective. I was going to say emotion, emotion, fuzzy, fuzzy is an emotion. Pneumatic carpet renovator. Ooh, that's great. I'm going to use that for a noun. I don't even know what that is right now. Uh, submitted a patent. John Thurman of St. Louis, Missouri, submitted a patent for a pneumatic carpet renovator. This was a gasoline-powered cleaner, although the dust was blown into a receptacle rather than being sucked in as the machine is now used. Oh, blown in. Wait. That's weird. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> the exact opposite of what should happen. Yes. Um, see here, the word swells. Yep, that's a verb. Oh, yes. That's, that needs to go in. Um, disease. Mm, yep. Good call. Good call. No, actually, I'll switch disease out for fungus. Mm. Oh, man. That was a good move. Occupation. If you want to use banana as an occupation, <laughs> you totally can. Ooh, a number. Uh, one banana provides about the same calories as one potato. That's kind of surprising. I would have expected the potato to be higher. Oh, why do I? Why do I not have more adjectives? The word bunchy. Wow. Oh, that sucks. Banana bunchy top virus BBTV. I'm, I'm going to use bunched though. There you go. That's a verb ending in ed. What's your Mad Lib, Tim? The War Mad Lib. War <laughs> Mad Lib. Yep. Whoa, a relative. Oh, okay. Let's see. Oh, Nang Tani, the female ghost of Thai folklore that haunts banana plants. I really want to know more about that. <laughs> um, see here in Thailand, it is believed that a certain type of banana plants may be inhabited by a spirit, Nang Tani, a type of ghost related to trees and similar plants that manifests itself as a young woman. Often people tie a length of colored satin cloth around the pseudo-stem of the banana plants. Wow. Doesn't say why, but okay. Are they yeah. keeping her in the banana? Yeah. Softness. Softness. That's Softness. a noun. Yeah, I'm not finding any relatives, so I'm just going to go with uncle, which is what I am. Sure. Sounds good. Um, well, that's an easy one. Hardwood floors. That's almost definitely made for... Uh, Mad Lib. Panama is a place. Uh, I need an occupation. Telling you banana. Banana is an occupation. To banana. To banana or not to banana. That is the banana. Yes. Here's here's my occupation. Domestic refrigerator. I just like the idea of a domesticated refrigerator. Yep. (laughs) Like there's wild refrigerators out there in the savannah. The free range. Mm Mm-hmm. Free range refrigerators. Then the Energy Star Cowboys come and round them up. <laughs> Get along, little doggy. You got to pen you up in a Sears. <laughs> I there is actually a good reason why they call calves doggies, and I can't remember what it is right now. Like, there's an actual background to that, like etymology to that to that slang. Hmm. Uh, I'm huh? almost done. I have two oh. more, two more nouns. Oh, okay. Fingers and toes. And oh. sherbet. No, bubblegum. Bubblegum. Because there are bananas that are apparently bubblegum pink. Really? Wow. Yep. What? I thought they would be yep. talking about banana flavored bubblegum, which is like the worst bubblegum. <laughs> the seeds are quite hard and can chip a tooth. Mm. Mostly grown as ornamental. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because a, a dogie, D O G I E S, 
is a uh, specifically a a calf without a mother. Oh. oh. Okay. So when so the uh, so when they're talking about that, yeah, they're talking about orphaned calves. Aw. I know. How now sad. I'm really sad. <laughs> I know. Get um, along, little orphans. Yeah, but it, but at least they're singing sweetly to them. Get along. You don't have a mom. <laughs> We're just reminding you, you of that constantly. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that's but that's cow. where that's You're where it comes from. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Uh, do either of you want to go first? Uh, are you going to flip a coin? Sure. Who wants Rutherford Hayes? I will always take Ruth. Well, he served you well. <laughs> Go first. <laughs> Actually, you get Did choice. Did he serve us all well? <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course I'll take it. All right, go ahead. Uh, because I'm sure Tim's is going to be better than mine. Uh, I com- doubt it. The, this is called the Walmart Difference Mad Take, according to this this website, because, they, it, because that name is copyrighted. Sure. Uh, Come crank at Walmart, where you'll receive motorized <laughs> discounts on all of your favorite brand brand name pneumatic carpet renovators. Ooh. Our horse-drawn and puffing associates are there <laughs> to attempt you 19 and 1901 hours a day. Uh, here you will find uniformed prices on the coronations you need, royal navies for the moms, cyclones for the kids, <laughs> and all the latest electronics for the uncle. So come on down to your hardwood central Walmart where the Neato Robotics come first. Well, Neato Robotics? It was a company name. I couldn't pass it up. Neato Robotics. Where the Neato Robotics come first. That's right. I I love that. Yeah, yours is definitely bigger than mine. Yours is definitely better. Okay. So this is the war, Mad Take. Whoa. Contributed by Dustin. It was during the Battle of Radiation when I was running (laughs) through a softness when a fungus (laughs) went off right next to my platoon. (laughs) Wow. Our domestic refrigerator yelled for us to swell to the nearest Panama we could find. <laughs> when we got to the Panama, we bunched to start a fire. Wow. As we were starting the fire, the enemy saw the fingers from the fire and started growing suckers at us. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we all quickly ducked behind the bubble gum at the Panama and returned fire. We quickly eliminated the enemy and were fuzzy that we had won the battle. Wow. Oh, man. I really like the idea of a drill sergeant refrigerator. Yours is like some surreal dream Lovecraftian yeah. horror scape. Like just yelling, Kenmore! <laughs> or just like the like the annoying kid next door just telling you stories that he has no point. Yeah, man. <laughs> and he's just blabbing on and on. It's like, yeah, it was during the battle. When I was running, and then and in the, the fire, there were off, fingers? And they yelled for us as well, and there's fingers, and he they started growing fingers. suckers at us. Yeah. It was fuzzy. Needle yeah. um, robotics. Needle robotics. I guy. think the last line gets gets Kyle to win. Yay! Hard- really the hardwood central Walmart. The hardwood central Walmart. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I did actually also like the uh, horse drawn associates. Yes, yeah, the puffing. Because I I really like that visual. <laughs> horse drawn was it puffing associates. Just every couple minutes as you're just going through Walmart, there's just a guy. You know, hey, excuse me, are you finding everything you need tonight? (laughs) No, I'm in Walmart. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Okay. All right, Sky, where uh, where are Uh, we going from? Uh, So you're starting in Mad Libs and you are ending in the Trojan War. Wow. Oh. Mad Libs to Trojan War. Trojan War. 
Yep. Is there any disambiguation of some kind? Yeah, I think just, it's just Trojan War. Let me check. Just Trojan War. Got it. Oof, this is going to be this is going to be kind of a tough one. How many clicks? How many clicks? Uh, four. Four clicks. Four. Yeah. Wow. You guys wow. think about it though. Just think. Just think about it. Just think about it though. <laughs> just, just think about it. Just think about it. Uh, wow. This is that's a little tougher than I expected. Uh, let's see. On Mad Libs, uh, I do really enjoy the name or the the history of how they came up with the name, mm-hmm. though. Um, yes. Because it seems like something that is very much a Mad Lib. Uh, Mad Libs was invented in 1953 by Leonard Stern and Roger Price. Stern and Price co-created the game but couldn't agree on the name for their invention, which, of course, I mean, yeah. No name was chosen until five years. This went for five years? Five years. years. When Stern and Price were eating Eggs Benedict at a restaurant in New York City. I don't know why that's important. Yep, and it's not cited. No. All I want to do now is go through Wikipedia articles and just add that people were inspired while eating Eggs Benedict in a restaurant in New York City (laughs) to everything. While eating, the two overheard an argument at a neighboring table between a talent agent and an actor. I'm definitely not going to try to (laughs) ad-lib any lines from this... (laughs) According to Price and Stern, the overheard argument, in the overheard argument, the actor said that he wanted to ad lib an upcoming interview. The agent, who clearly disagreed with the actor's suggestion, also with his choice of eggs, yep. retorted that ad libbing an interview would be quote unquote mad. Mad. Stern and Price used that eavesdropped conversation to finally create the name. <laughs> it took them five years. <laughs> this is what they needed. This is the inspiration. <laughs> Create the name Mad Libs. Yep. Oh my goodness. I really feel like the closest thing to history in this, other than I I also sort of want to click Eggs Benedict, but I don't know that that will get me there. I also like the <laughs> content or the the the, uh, the idea of um they, they says here the first Mad Libs resembled the earlier games of consequences. And Exquisite Corpse. I sort of think the Exquisite Corpse, because I know that has a long storied history in art, that should get me closer. Uh, It'll at least take me back in time. So I'm going to go there. Exquisite Corpse. Exquisite Corpse. Yeah, man. I I knew you were going to pick that one when I Well, you chose correctly. I I had those two narrowed down to Eggs Benedict or Exquisite Corpse. Please take the other one. I am taking the other one. Yay! Whichever one you didn't pick. Yay! Eggs Benedict. Oh, it looks delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Bacon. Okay, let's see. Have you you guys ever done an Exquisite Corpse? No, I I had no idea what this is. Really? Exquisite Corpse, really? No. Oh my gosh. I think you you have done it. You just don't realize. Sure. So the idea is that um, you fold a piece of paper, or you can do this with words too, but essentially you fold a piece of paper and you uh, start drawing a picture and then you bring to the edge of the fold uh, your line and you draw the lines like continuing off the edge of your fold and then you hand the picture, hand the paper folded uh, to somebody else, and they see the edge of your lines, and then they continue drawing something based on what they think those lines could be connected to, or just taking it in an entirely different direction. Uh, that sounds awesome. Uh, and you can do it, yeah, and just as many 
many folds as you can put in the paper, really. Huh. Um, and you can do it with uh, you know, writing or anything else where just a word overlaps and you have to continue the story or continue the sentence. And, of course, sometimes they do not make sense. Right. Uh, they frequently do not make sense. Uh, but sometimes there's a weird uh, coincidence that happens with the two, and that's, even, that's kind of beautiful in its own way as well. Huh. That's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I used to have to do this in college uh, for drawing classes, but it is—it's—it's it's quite a lot of fun. Yeah, the closest thing I've done to that is like uh, kind of like a telestration thing where you'll draw something and then pass it on to the next person, and they have to write what that is. Oh, and then dang. the next person will get what they wrote, and they—it's like it's almost like telephone telephone pictionary, pretty much. Yeah, and you just back and forth, back and forth, and oh man, that that can be really really fun. All right, I'm not sure where I want to go from here, though. Yeah, that's a, that's a um, tough choice. Yeah, there are a lot of people referenced here that would get me close. Yeah, I mean, but here's, I don't. Here's a hint for you guys: you can get to you could get to Greece a lot of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fair point. Uh, and well, none of these people are Greek. Um, <laughs> airmail? Nope, that's not going to give me there. <laughs> The Greeks perfected airmail. Yeah. They had, like, pigeons. <laughs> they had slaves. They had as we learned light, in the last episode they had with the trains. pigeons, yes. <laughs> they just had slaves flying through the they air. They had engineers. For thousands of years. I oh. almost put the doctor's cat in that Mad Lib, by the way. I oh. almost did it. Just to do it? Yeah, I yeah. came so close. I would have exploded. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, you know what? I'm having a lot of trouble with this. Uh, I think I am going to take airmail just because they would have done. They they must have perfected some sort of communication in that regard. Let's All do. Right. Let's see where it goes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. So you went to Eggs Benedict, right, Tim? Oh yes, and this is a rewarding page. Oh, this looks <laughs> so good. I'm so hungry right now. I'm super hungry. So now. so that's that's just established what Eggs Benedict actually is. Delicious. Uh, it is an American breakfast dish that consists of two halves of an English muffin topped with ham or bacon, poached eggs, and hollandaise sauce. Uh, hollandaise sauce. Mm. As might be expected, there are conflicting accounts as to the origin of Eggs Benedict. <laughs> Every, everyone wants to have a claim to the dish that was there when Mad Libs was named. Yes. Wait, is it not made by a guy named Benedict? Um, Benedict well, it kind of is. So there's, there's two stories here. There's two claims. The first, um, they had both better have something to do with a guy named Benedict. <laughs> they, they Go on, I'm work. sorry. Okay. Um, in an, an interview recorded in the Talk of the Town column, column of the New Yorker in 1942, Lemuel Benedict, a retired Wall Street stockbroker, claimed that he had wandered into the Waldorf Hotel in 1894 and, hoping to find a cure for his morning hangover, ordered, quote, buttered toast, poached eggs, crisp bacon, and a hooker of hollandaise. Wow. Hooker is linked, so, by the way, there. It is linked. Uh, a hooker in this sense, <laughs> I am led to believe, uh, was sort of an old archaic term for um, just sort of a, a glug or a, an undetermined sort of amount of a liquid. Uh, oh, a spatch. Yeah. Yeah, just just give me a hooker or, of hollandaise. One who or that which hooks. That's <laughs> Someone who hooks. A, de- a definition. I suppose that's um, true, yes. And then they said that Oscar Shirky, I'm maybe wow, that that's a great the fame name. Matt de Hotel was so impressed with the dish that he put it on the breakfast and luncheon menus, but substituted ham for the bacon 
and a toasted English muffin for the toast. So it's basically, I gave them this thing, and then they replaced like half of the parts of it, but it's still definitely my thing. It's still definitely my thing. (laughs) Hey, you got to take what you can get. Uh, And you're a retired stockbroker. Yes. Another claim. I'm uh, sure you're really uh, (laughs) really hurting there. Quoted in Wikipedia, another claim to the Eggs Benedict fame Mm. was circuitously made by Edward P. Montgomery on behalf of Commodore E.C. Benedict. 1967, Montgomery wrote a letter to then New York Times columnist Craig Claiborne and included a recipe he claimed to have received through his uncle, a friend of the Commodore. So there are so many variations of Eggs Benedict. There's Eggs Blackstone, there's Eggs Florentine, Eggs Mornay. My favorite... Uh, huevos benedictos. Oh, yeah. Wow! Substitutes either sliced avocado or Mexican chorizo for the ham, and is oh topped gosh. with both a salsa oh. and hollandaise sauce. You got your hooker a salsa. You got your hooker a hollandaise. <laughs> <laughs> when I first read that, I'm like, I heard, I saw either sliced avocado, and I'm like, oh, whatever follows this. I'm picking the avocado, of course. Yeah. But no chorizo. Oh, that's such that a tough. Sounds choice. really, really good. I want both. Irish Benedict replaces the ham all. with corned beef or Irish bacon. With whiskey. Eggs, Eggs Chesapeake substitutes crab cake for the ham. Wow. And tops the hollandaise sauce with a sprinkle of Old Bay seasoning. Mm. Do you want your hooker of hollandaise with a sprinkle of the Old Bay? Yes. Yes, I do. Can we make <laughs> that happen now? <laughs> Who don't? Um, so is- I am going to go with... Um, there's no grease on here, but I'm going to go with the closest country to grease on this oh, there's page. Pl- there's plenty of grease on that page. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so much hey. grease. Hey. Someone had to do it. Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> United Kingdom. Oh, Eggs Benedict with smoked salmon. Stop. Oh, yeah. we I gotta can't get take oh, it. There's a picture of it. Sorry. <laughs> United Kingdom it is. So Tim is going to United Kingdom. We do have a, we do have a, a house rule that you can't click on countries because those oh, are we just can't. too big. That's right. That's right. But I back. think in this instance, I may allow it. Because I was going to say, no, 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 no. I'm going to go. I'll go with English muffin. I was okay. pretty sure yes. we were going with because aren't we trying to get to Greece? Uh, oops. You oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. There are different. There's different things. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had an original selection that I forgot. Okay. Oh, I'm going to go with spinach. Oh. Oh well, that's not what I expected you to say, but sure. Yeah. I have a plan. Wow. (laughs) Well, it's gonna probably do you better than this one has done me. I am. I'm not finding anything that would help. Airmail. I am. I really thought that this would give me some kind of history of. Like, just in general, airmail is a mail transport service branded and sold on the basis of being airborne. That's the entire description. <laughs> that's that's how it okay, works. Okay, listen up. Thanks, Wikipedia. We're going to do mail, but it's going to be airborne. Yeah. Uh, we what need... are we going to call this five John years Hamm. later? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It's Benedict. They're so good. But now what are we going to call that thing we created five years ago? <laughs> Side side scene, actor speaking to speaking to agent. Man, I think I'm just going to go and send this interview in via mail. Oh, maybe via the air? No, that's a bad idea. I think you would be in air. <laughs> in air. Oh my gosh. Back Keep at the going, main guys. table. 
I've just had a great idea. Thank you. And scene. And scene. And that's how airmail happened. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we could just do the whole podcast like this. Uh, let's see. I do like that in history section, though, they have specific instances of a letter being delivered by air long predate the introduction of air mail capitalized as a regularly scheduled service available to the general public. That's like making the distinction between in like fantasy books between lowercase animals and capital animals. Yep. Like, Oh, well they're the same thing, but these ones talk, I guess. This isn't the official service of air mail. It's just mail in the air. Yeah. You know, air mail, air mail mail. coming to you. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, of course, reference homing pigeons, which is a, a way I might go in this. Yeah. Uh, but then also, uh, the first mail to be carried by air vehicle, by air vehicle, uh, they don't even say dirigible, which is a fun word to say, and I wish I had more of reason to say it. Uh, the first mail to be carried by an air vehicle, which I'm going to say is dirigible just because, uh, was January 7th. 1785, which is a lot later than I expected. Wow, yeah, that's really... On a hot air balloon flight from Dover to France near Calais. Uh, It was flown by Jean-Pierre Blanchard and John Jeffries. Um, So they just, I I guess the letter written by American loyalist William Franklin to his son, William Temple Franklin, um, I, I guess he was just... There and he's like, "Hey, will you give this letter to my son?" Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Yeah, I guess." Or I guess Jean Pierre was like, "We oui, sure." Uh, and they Don't give it to my grandfather Ben. <laughs> no, because he's probably just shagging some some chick in a also possible. Yes, he's banging uh, a hooker in Hollandaise. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we are just all over this. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> Wow. But yeah, balloons also carried mail out of Paris and Metz during the Franco-Prussian War, drifting over the heads of the Germans, besieging those cities. Uh, apparently, this, this had a long and storied history as balloon mail before we got to air mail. Yeah, you don't really think about that. Yeah. Huh. Still no dirigibles. Um, let's see. Where do I want to go from here? I like homing pigeons, but I'm afraid it'll just take me back to... Uh, Oh, a Cherami, because because I can't help it. All roads go to Cherami. I I am like a homing pigeon for Cherami. Uh, <laughs> oh, in Germany, dirigibles of the 1920s and 1930s were used what? extensively. Ah, boom! Yep. It was known as Zeppelin mail or dirigible mail. Oh, oh Z mail. Oh my gosh! Can I, now I now I want that to happen. Ah, oh. <laughs> dear history, can we retcon? <laughs> <laughs> And call your dirigible mail Z mail, please. Z-mail. <laughs> please. Dirigibles. Uh, oh, that's so wonderful. So wonderful. Yeah, um, man. I, you have a hard choice here to make. A hard choice. That's what this game is all about. Yeah, man. Um, let's see. I, and the thing is, like, I could pick a city in Europe. Yeah, cities are. Are, are fair game. Fair game. I mean,. I mean, there's France in general and Calais there, but is there another better? Wait, Paris. Paris is here. I'll take that. Maybe that'll get me closer. Okay. That's at least that's at least in Europe. All right, Tim. Spinach. 
So spinach. Spinach. It actually has a pretty storied history. As she is played. That includes figures such as Catherine de' Medici. Wow. Wow. Really? The, uh, the One of the queens of France. Yep. <laughs> Many dishes made with spinach are known as Florentine, reflecting Catherine's birth in Florence. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, cool. uh, during World War I, wine fortified with spinach juice was given to French soldiers weakened by hemorrhage. Oh, man. That'd but who really cares about that? All anyone knows about spinach is Popeye. Yeah, oh. get into Popeye. And this, too, actually has sort of an interesting story behind it. I'm actually super excited about the Catherine Medici thing, but yeah, go ahead, Popeye. <laughs> so everyone knows that Popeye, I had to say their man, yes. uh, becomes stronger by eating spinach. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did they choose spinach? That's the thing that you eat to get stronger, big and strong. Like you eat your spinach and you grow up strong. But why? I don't, I don't, there's protein in it. That's one of the, one, one of the leafy things that has protein in it. So, according to Wikipedia, the commonly accepted version of events states this portrayal was based on faulty calculations of the iron content. In this version, German scientist Emil von Wolf misplaced a decimal point in an 1870 measurement of spinach's iron content (laughs) to an iron value 10 times higher than it should have been. And this faulty measurement was not noticed until the 1930s. This caused the popular misconception that spinach is high in iron that makes the body stronger. Oh my gosh. It is not done. It is all a lie. This is disputed. (laughs) Criminologist Mike Sutton, a criminologist, wrote an article in the Internet Journal of Criminology claiming the Popeye and Iron Link is just another longstanding myth and spinach was chosen and promoted in Popeye for its vitamin A content alone. What? In the cited article, he also disputes the above, what he calls the spinach Popeye iron decimal error story, or SPIDES. Yes, that actually has an acronym. Tim is not making up that acronym. Nope. Due to lack of verifiable sources, although he found a different reference from 1934 reporting 20 times the actual iron content. Okay. so wonderful. Who I, knew there was such a war over Popeye and spinach? I did not know any the of The Internet that. Journal of Criminology. Is that a peer-reviewed journal? I, I'm going <laughs> to guess not. The Internet. The Internet yeah. Journal of Criminology. Also yeah. reviewed by the Internet. I love, I love when, like, there's, a, there's, like, the popular or even, like, just, like, by, you know, the people in the field. This mm-hmm. is the version that we think happened. And then it'll be like, oh, but there's also people that think this. And they do a completely unrelated thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is what they think. Yeah. No, see, I've got, we've got proof right here. Oh, oh my no, gosh. That's not how this works. I'm not going into a country, but... Can we talk I about wanna... how, how good spinach dip is for a second? <laughs> is, it, is it good? Oh, it's really good. <laughs> Candace makes, like, well, spinach, the best spinach, spinach dip. Right, exactly. Like the spinach is there to make you feel like you can actually eat it because it's so right. bad for you. Mm. Yeah, because you can't. You can't. I mean, it, do they just make spinach dip? I guess they do. What do you? I've mean? always seen it married with the artichoke. Oh man, yeah. Candace makes spinach dip and it's delicious. But she also makes uh, spinach and goat cheese omelets. Oh and, yes. Oh lord, lordy lordy. That, I can't get anywhere near anything you're talking about. I ate one of those cold once. An artichoke? The, no, it was a, oh. a goat cheese and spinach omelet. Oh. Uh, maybe it was spinach in it. I don't remember. All I remember is goat cheese. Yep. And That's it was delicious. So good. That so anyway. Really wonderful. 
I'm going to go with Mediterranean. Mm. Oh, man, you're getting so much closer than I am. It is the Mediterranean Sea. Good job, guys. But I can't oh, go into man. Greece from that, can I? Uh, is it just Greece? No one cooks would, spinach in Greece. I'll have to see if I can find some sort of footsing of Greece in here. <laughs> what are we? Uh, what are we doing again? Trojan War. Trojan War. <laughs> I lost. I lost the endpoint. <laughs> I yeah. lost sight. Lost sight of where we were going. All right, Kyle. Uh, you're in Paris. Which I is am in Paris. Very big page. I know. I am very upset that I came to this page because I can't make the first. I like the first step of this is like i can't even find a good place to get a like a hold on paris yeah man this is such a huge huge page i i'm actually most upset that the um that the talking about their destinations Mm -hmm. for for their uh, air travel and train oh okay they travel to china they have regular i mean it's on their top 10 busiest destinations china Wow, but but Greece nowhere on the list. Well, China's a big place. Like if you just go east, you're gonna be in China. Yeah, but it's right there. I mean, they could have like, hey guys, let's just go to Greece. Oh, yeah, that's what the peasants do. Oh, I see. Yeah, the elites go to China. I see. I see how it is. Uh, Oh man. Oh wait, I found a way to get there. I think they talk about how Paris hosted the 1900 and 1924 Olympic Games. Oh, there you go. And was See? a venue for the 1938 and 1998 FIFA World Cup, which not contested at all, you know, for them. Oh, man, I really want to I'm restraining every part to to not click. The city has also hosted the Paris Party Chess Championship. Party? Since 19 Yes, I, uh, I not city, not party, city. I wish it was a party. Oh, okay. Paris, party Paris chess City Chess Championship. <laughs> it's, just, it's a party in your mind. B Y O H O H. You're already really excited. Bring um, your own hooker or Hollandaise. <laughs> oh, man. And has also hosted the Paris 1867 Chess Tournament and Paris 1900 Chess Tournament. I really love that they have chess tournaments um like a citywide okay you know what i'm not going to do that we're going to go to the olympic games that seems easy enough good deal the mediterranean sea is dirty it's dirty and full it's it's beautiful it's beautiful let's (laughs) not get that wrong from the surface it is a beautiful beautiful place of course pollution there's some stuff in there (laughs) um (laughs) The United Nations Environment Program has estimated that 650 million tons of sewage, 129 million tons of mineral oil, wow. 60 million tons, I'm guessing this is tons, yeah, T, 60 million tons of mercury, 3,800 tons of lead, and 36,000 tons of phosphates are dumped into the Mediterranean each year. Wow. Uh, many that's marine species have been almost wiped out because of the sea's pollution. One of them is the Mediterranean monk seal, which is considered to be among the world's most da- endangered marine animals. Um, a 1994 study of the seabed using trawl nets around the coasts of Spain, France, and Italy reported a particularly high mean concentration of debris, an oh average gosh. of 1,935 items per square kilometer. And the thing is about the monk seals is they can't speak up because of their vow of silence. Oh, no. Yeah. And they just, they hate getting dirty. Like, 
They have a phobia. <laughs> like that's the worst thing. They're just out there trying to solve marine crimes. Oh, oh this, this is so great. This is so great. You went one way and Remember I went another. Remember that CW show from 10 years ago, guys? You that went one happened. way and I went another. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, jeez. High fives, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so what do, you think, what do you think most of the debris in the Mediterranean is? I have no idea. Uh, is it like, is it something that would actually be in water or is it something that we did? We did it. Okay. <laughs> Shampoo bottles. Yep. Syrup. You're kind of close. Beer can rings. Are they microbeads? You're kind of <laughs> close. Microbeads are nasty. They're plastic bags? There are plastic bags. What? Yeah, okay. Plastic Seriously? debris accounted for 76%, 94% of which was plastic bags. Wow. That's terrible. Go back to paper. <laughs> Please. Well, geez. I did not realize it was so dirty. But That's... it's so pretty. Yep. Pretty dirty. Yep. Pretty dirty. That's a warning to all of you. On the surface, people can be beautiful, but underneath, they're all filthy. Like the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> and filled with plastic bags and monk seals. And microbeads. So, um, <laughs> there's a history of the Mediterranean region, which I think them. board game developers love going to. Oh, my God. Um, Kyle, you have no idea how many. There's so many board games about the Mediterranean. Just trading on the Mediterranean Sea. Yep. But uh, one of them mentions Greek city-states. And the link goes to ancient Greece. Yay. Oh, hey. Ancient Greek Greece is totally legit. Yep. <laughs> totally Spe- legit. Specifically ancient Greece. Right, exactly. That's a time period. Not Yes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, so uh, the Olympic Games are pretty cool, I guess. Uh, this page actually has, I, again, I, I'm just jumping at enormous pages uh but man a lot of this is about the modern olympic games mm-hmm. in the history of it, it it's actually only like three paragraphs which is kind of surprising according to legend it was heracles who first called the games olympic established a custom of holding them every four years the myth continues that heracles that after heracles completed his 12 labors he built the olympic stadium as an honor to Ju- zeus as an honor to juice <laughs> an honor to juice <laughs> could have done it without all this juice i drank <laughs> orange juice uh <laughs> so tradition <laughs> tradition has it that co career Coerbus. can you pronounce that sky Corer- Cor- I'm not looking at the part that you're looking at. C-O-R-O-E-B-U-S. Kerberos. Kerberos. Okay. A cook from the city of Ellis was the first Olympic champion. To make eggs benedict. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, ancient Olymp- uh, the ancient games featured running events, a pentathlon, discus, uh, javelin throws, foot race and wrestling, boxing, wrestling, uh, pancration, and what? equestrian events. And you guys... Uh, both both of you before clicking on that sky uh-huh. uh the word is pancration p-a-n-k-r-a-t-i-o-n uh-huh. please both of you give me your best guess as to what pancration all right and remember tim they were naked yeah if yeah. all of these absolutely naked a uh, jumping jack endurance contest wow <laughs> that sounds awful <laughs> yep i think it has something to do with your abdominal muscles 
<laughs> just to, who can who can flex their abdominal muscles the, the, the thing best. is you can sort of actually pull this like uh the etymology of the word you can almost do this uh it's pang and crate crato is technically the uh, kratos is the other part kratos does that, does that help pang kratos was he in god of war yeah yeah so it's some sort of fighting yeah pang hand fighting fist fighting yeah yes that's what it is um it is a sporting event introduced in the Greek Olympic Games in 648 BC and founded as a blend of, quote, boxing and wrestling, but with scarcely any rules. It's UFC fighting, yeah, guys. totally buck naked. Sweet. Yeah. 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 The only things not acceptable, and you would think that they would be certain things, but they yeah. are not certain things. <laughs> oh, man. Only things not acceptable are biting and gouging of the opponent's eyes. Just the eyes. Just the eyes. Don't, don't bite my eyes. <laughs> Well, they were not okay. Let me let me do the uh, the enunciation wrong. That were biting and then also gouging of the opponent's eye. Oh, okay. This term comes from the Brack. Greek word I can't say, literally meaning all of might from Pan and Kratos, strength or power. So oh. all your power. Uh, yeah, it's UFC fighting or rate or I guess Fight Club in a sense. Because uh, UFC actually does have rules now, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So that actually, uh, that's what that was in the original game. Uh, some cook won that. Uh, you sent over a picture of Baron uh, Pierre de Coubertin. I'm looking for his name in here. Yep. He actually uh, he proposed the Olympic motto. Oh. Which is Sitius Altius. Fortius, which is which a, translates to terrible costumes and oh, <laughs> and ma- scary mascots. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and controversy. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, faster, higher, and stronger. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> and he he his ideals were expressed in the Olympic Creed, which is the most important thing in the Olympic Games is not to win but to take part. Just as the most important thing in life is not to triumph but to struggle. Holy cow! That that's pretty nice, actually. Nice. The essential thing is not to have conquered, but to have fought well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's pretty eloquent. Yeah, he he definitely had, I mean, I don't know if I'd want him on my side in a fight, though. I mean, in all honesty, you know, you're walking down the street and some, you know, some guy tries to mug you. And he's like, well, you know, it's not important that we come away alive, but, you know, we need to, let, let's at least have a good time here, I guess. You know, uh... we've got to try really hard. I don't know. Have you seen that mustache? I think that's a guy that's going <laughs> to He will swinging. try pretty hard, yes. Yeah. That is a mustache that has struggled. It has <laughs> <laughs> seen things. It has seen things. Okay, well, well, there's more to this page. Lots and lots and lots more. But I'm going to forget all of it because... There's a lot of Greece, Greek stuff. I already saw the thing that I think I want to go with. I want to go back to the 12 labors. Uh, the labors for Heracles. Or Hercules, I suppose. Because I'm pretty sure... All right. That the Trojans got mentioned in the you know what? I I may be completely wrong and I feel terrible that my mythology is not that good. I think you're okay. You're going to the labors of Hercules? Yes. That's a good way to go. All right. Yep. Cool. Uh Tim, you're in ancient Greece. There's so much in ancient Greece. I, I assume that it's just lots of naked statues. Oh yeah, right. It's it's basically a lot of um history of this then became this, and then this, oh, okay. and it had this and this. 
What's less fun? It's like those sections of the Bible that no one ever reads, like <laughs> Hosaphat begat Husafani. Yeah. At wow. its height, in the 5th and 4th centuries BC, ancient Greece was the most advanced economy in the world. The average daily wage of the Greek worker was, in terms of wheat, about 12 kilograms. Dang. That was more than three times the average daily wage of an Egyptian worker during the Roman period. How do we know this? You Is bring there, home that's, the wheat. That's attributed, or that's attributed, right? Yes. Wow. Uh, what is the attribution? Um, w. Scheider, real slave prices and the relative cost of slave labor in the Greco-Roman world. Oh, that was wow. worth. Cl- that was From worth the clicking. American yeah. Ancient Society uh, Journal, apparently. Yeah, that was absolutely worth clicking. <laughs> Jeez, that would that would be. Hey, honey, yep. how was work? Oh, I, I don't, don't want to talk about it. What? <laughs> No, just, just is the whiskey gone? The whiskey's gone. Okay. <laughs> just spent eight hours researching right slavery and the wages of slavery. So there's no mention of the Trojan War in ancient Seriously? Greece's article. Oh. Yeah. What? Um, but there are. There is a mention of Trojan women. Oh yes, there is. Because when you search and you get T R O J A N space W, nice. You get Trojan women. Nice. <laughs> Um, but you don't get Trojan War. But I am going with going the Trojan women. Good. I'm glad. This this can only end well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Labors of Hercules. Kyle. Well, uh, I'm going to uh, end your, your labor uh, a little bit early, I think, Tim, because the Trojan War is referenced on this page. Ooh. Ooh good call, Tim. Kyle. <laughs> good call, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you... Are you are you complimenting my decision to boo? Oh, yes. <laughs> boo. Good call, Tim. Good call, Tim. Really, really rub your disdain in. Make him feel bad for, for being a success. Because triumphing isn't, isn't, what, isn't the important thing. The important thing is making everyone else feel bad. So um, I am going to – because I did not know any of these, and I feel terrible that I don't know any of these. I really should have – I, I never remembered any of these stories. Just got to watch Disney. <laughs> I think they skipped over a couple of these and or made them cuter. Yeah, there's probably a montage. During a map by her, Hercules slew his six sons and wife. Wow. Uh, after this dark story already. He was purified by King Thespius, then traveled to Delphi to inquire how he could atone for his actions. There, the or- oracle uh, Pythonus advised him to reside at Tyrans and serve King U. Eurytheus for 12 years performing whatever labor might beset him. In return, he would be rewarded with immortality, which seems the opposite of what he asked for. It's like, I want to feel less guilty. And the oracle is like, yeah, yeah, well, if you do these things, you can feel guilty for all of time. Live forever. Isn't that uh, how the Disney movie went? Yeah. <laughs> Eurytheus uh, ordered Hercules to perform. This is the best part of this. Uh, originally 10 labors. Hercules accomplished these tasks, but Eurytheus refused to recognize two of them, and so he had to do two more. Do you guys, do either of you guys know any of them, or would you like to guess, or shall I just list them? Well, the slant, the Hydra. Killing the That's Hydra. one, yeah. Do you got um, one, uh, Cleaning out the stables. Oh my gosh, you got two. <laughs> There's a lion, is it a lion? <laughs> yes, there's a lion. He kills a lion. Yep, that's it's a lion. It's a mythical lion, though, right? Like it's a... the, the, it lists here the Nemean lion. Okay, it's a specific lion. Yes, did he, did a Pacific he, lion, yes. Did he go sack the Minotaur? I 
don't see this in here. No. Okay. Like kick him in the nuts. <laughs> Sack him in the toe. Which was legal in Pankratos. He just yeah. he just Johnny Cage did the splits and punched him in the, <laughs> in the nuts. Um, <laughs> and then bit his eyes. Bit his eyes. He um, stole something. <laughs> oh, oh, um, uh, apples. Yes. From yes, he apples. Did. Artemis. Yes, he did. Uh, Who's the hunter? See. Hang on a second. The apples were part of one of the other myths, it looks like. He had to make applesauce. I think that had to do with the... Homemade applesauce. He made eggs Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> he He's dropped on a lion and a hydra. <laughs> <laughs> There's something with what's-her-face. Um, <laughs> the one... The hunter, the hunter chick. Wow. Diana? Diana. I or is think that Roman? I'm pretty yeah, sure that, the Greek pantheon is going to I, – I, I just messed that up. It's the – no, it's that's right, right? Oh, my gosh. We're definitely going to be struck by lightning. Sorry, guys. No, Diana, whoever, whoever – yeah, Diana. Demeter? <laughs> Demeter? Oh, no. No, Demeter is the, the – the, the badass uh, hunter chick with the bow in the forest. <laughs> Has like turns turns dudes into deer when right? they yeah when they no Demeter does the one things who, with them does no the, the 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 <laughs> grain and grain and harvesting that's Demeter oh. yeah 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 you're right yeah anyway okay here are the twelve uh, labors of Heracles Hercules Artemis yeah I, I'm not crazy <laughs> Diana Diana slash Artemis good job didn't he steal something of hers he made the her pissed off golden, or something. The golden hind, and I'm pretty the sure they mean. Hiney. I think I'm pretty sure they mean like cloak. They, I mean, I think they mean a deer. Sure, that would make sense. Uh, we're gonna go. The first one was slay the Nemean lion. Okay. Uh, then slay the nine-headed Lanarian hydra. Lanarian. Lanarian. Hydra, which means there were other Hydra. Sure. <laughs> they, they had to specify that one. Um, capture the golden hind of Artemis. Capture the Ermanthian boar. Okay. Clean the Aegean. Uh, oh, wow. I, it's Aegean. Uh, stables in a single day. <laughs> uh, slay the Stymphalian birds. Capture the Creighton bull. Wow. Uh, steal the Maris of Diomedes. Okay. I knew they were I stealing. I don't know what that is. Oh, mares? wait. Maris. Oh, oh mares. Of course. No, Those I'm are thinking, horses. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm putting like a weird accent in there because I'm like, oh, Maris. Mars. The Almas. The Oh, <laughs> obtain the girdle of Hippolyta, queen of the Amazons. And he says obtain here by way of making it not sound sound like he was just raiding this woman's closet. That That's a much nicer way of saying stealing her, her undergarments. The panty raid of the Amazons. <laughs> <laughs> obtain the cattle of the monster Garion. Steal the apples of the, oh, great, Hesperides. Uh, he had the help of Atlas to help to pick them after Hercules had slain Laden, and then capture and bring back Cerberus. Oh, I forgot he did that. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Mess around with Cerberus. So basically just take off some women and steal a bunch of animals. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it's not the nice like he was not a cool guy. Did you guys see the link that I sent you? I did. Yeah, what is this? The tile thing. A mosaic. That's Hercules he... capturing the mares of Diomedes. <laughs> He's doing it naked with a club and just like, <laughs> just, just like choking a horse. Like, That's what it looks like. Me. Yes, and he looks literally like he has tentacles. Literally just choking a horse. No, it's the lion's coat. He wears the he he wears the hide as a as a cape oh, for okay. a while. I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Roger uh, Lindsayla and Green states in his tales of the Greek heroes that the, their descendants were used in, in the Trojan War. Trojan War is right there. I'm going to click that. And hey, it's the Trojan War. Look at that. Nice job. I am completely distracted right now. By, <laughs> by, by figuring out what horses. is going on. What is going on with... Oh. <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> um, I didn't even know there was a Hydra in this picture for a while. Like, what is going on in that crotch region? Something's going on. And you, I definitely have a link to this in the show notes. But man, <laughs> this is a picture of Hercules. He's got the lion's know, cloak man, on. A, He's got like a I toga thing. You. And it's wrapped. It looks like a, a lion's in his crotchal region. He's got the paws clasped like right there. Yeah, his, twisting around with the, in the, in like the toga. Yes. Yeah, right around his junk. And it looks very strange. That's super weird. He has a very strange look on his face. I mean, what else are you going to wear when you club a Hydra to death? I mean... That is the traditional clothing for clubbing a Hydra to death. It is. almost looks like he could. you could base jump with this thing, too. <laughs> it's basically the it sort of, from Super It sort of Mario flutters World. around the back. Yeah. yeah. I almost said wow. that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm really glad that we all kind of broke into sound effects there. That was amazing. Yep. I'm glad that all of us chose a different way to do that. Uh, so nice work, everyone. High five. You made it to the Trojan War. I got there, finally. <laughs> All right, Sky, what was your route to the Trojan War? Uh, so my route was comedy. Oh. <laughs> and then from comedy to ancient Greeks. <laughs> and then from ancient Greece to where Tim was, the Trojan woman. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Tim, you yeah. were so close. And then, and then let me guess, from, from that you went to Helen. Helen. Yes, Degenerate. What? Wow, nice job. Helen Degenerate. What? No, Helen Hunt. <laughs> Helen Hunt. <laughs> Good old Helen Hunt. I, I think you guys... <laughs> I don't... Okay, yes. Yep. Uh, Tim, I really love this this image you just sent over of the Trojan women. The woman in the back... Or in the middle there, whose baby... Whose baby who looks very mature. The baby looks like it can take <laughs> on that soldier... If yeah. it wasn't taken by surprise, <laughs> this is this is actually a, a very depressing, horrible. Um, no, it's awful. Play yes. about the women of Troy and how their city has pretty much fallen, and they are just majorly out of luck. Like horrible things are going to happen to them as the other other army comes and uh, takes over. Yeah, and uh, and one of those things involves the the son of one of the characters. Um, child uh being killed by the soldiers because they're afraid that he's going to grow up to avenge um 
avenge his father's death, you know, like Kill Bill style. Right. Yeah. And they don't want that. that. So this image is depicting that scene where they, they're going to throw him off the roof. And uh, it's a little chilling. The expression yep. on the kid's face is just like, yeah, oh, it's no. like, wait, wait, no. <laughs> Isn't that cool? I, I really, I'm more struck by the expression of the woman in the middle who's just like, ah, <laughs> my baby, I have no uh, I want to reach, but it is so far, so far away. I'm trying real hard, but he's kind of pulling on my toga. <laughs> Good job, guys. So, I have to, I forgot to do it at the beginning, but I gotta give a shout out to uh, Derek, who was my college roommate. For suggesting the Mad Libs topic, thanks, and Derek. Doing a Mad Lib on air, so this this is your fault. He and I used to do. Oh man, there were so many like one in the morning. Mad Libs. I really <laughs> hope is what you're about to say. college Mad Libs. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was hilarious. They, some of them. Well, of course. Derek's I mean... a very creative guy too. <laughs> he is. He's a special someone. Mm. So. Well, thanks, Derek. Next time you can send your own Mad Lib. Yeah. Or wait, actually, maybe please don't do that. I don't want to have to try to read that on the air. Yeah, he probably will now, and I'm gonna make you read it. Oh my gosh. Not even <laughs> not on the air, but. <laughs> oh well, that's okay then. Yeah, it'll affect you in ways. <laughs> yeah. Ways I'll never know. Yeah. Fair enough. But good game, guys. Yeah. Good job. Um, you guys can find us at wskbcast.blogspot.com for weekly postings and uh, you can subscribe from there too we are we're gonna be on itunes pretty soon guys it's gonna be exciting <gasps> i'm so excited if you listen to this retroactively you should totally go and uh give us a rating and maybe a review and please help do us that out a lot please do that please future person you know things that we don't you're wiser <laughs> and stronger also tell us your ways tell us, <laughs> tell us the stock market <laughs> no um you can also find us on twitter uh, we're not doing too much on there yet, but you should follow it so that we, we have a reason to do more. Or yes. That's at WSKBcast uh, as well. And we'll let you know when new episodes are up. So that is cool as well. Yeah, I think that's it. Right? And I will see you guys next week. Thanks, yep. guys. Bye. Yep. Take care. Bye. Woo. Yay. <laughs> wow. We keep, and this is the thing, like, the first couple episodes, I was not sure that we would have fun doing this, but it is, We, I think we have made a, had a more fun time, yeah. or at least I've had a more fun time. Good, good, good. Like yeah, every I'm episode really we've done too. so far. I, yep. Oh, Thanks, man. Benedict. We, we had several good callbacks in that, just in that episode alone. If 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 somehow the doctor's cat makes it into every episode, then that's a problem. I don't yes. know. If it's in every episode, then everyone will know. So it'll be fine. <laughs>